Welcome to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast, where we've flipped the script with our groundbreaking modus operandi to bring you real, relevant, and relatable tactics and techniques to master your own play to win mindset. Talk about a superpower. It's time to iron your cape. What we know for sure is what got you here won't get you there. You can't see the spinach in your own teeth. And finally, hang on, because this one is really deep. Once you realize that you are the traffic, everything makes complete and unadulterated sense. Welcome to The Edge, where playing not to lose is not an option. Hey, Karen, it's madness. It is, it is. And it's, I got to tell you, it's my, well, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I was actually telling somebody the other day they should have March Madness four times a year, but I do get the irony there that it wouldn't be called March Madness then. Um, but <laughs> how's your NCAA tournament bracket looking for um, the final four this year? Well, mine, um, well, I'm out. I mean, I got to tell you, I, <laughs> you know, I know you love this time of year and, um, and I love filling out a bracket, being in the bracket, but I don't really watch the games as much. It's not as important to me, but I do always get excited about the stories that happen about the various teams and what happens. And when lower seated teams are doing very, very well, I think this year, correct me if I'm wrong, Karen, no more number one rated seated teams are even in the bracket. Correct. They didn't even get to the elite eight. So right now, there's a four, there's two fives, and there's a nine that are going to be in the final four. So basically what Karen's talking about for those who don't follow final four is that each team in the bracket is giving a a rating from being number one. What are you laughing at? Are you laughing at? <laughs> I, I'm can't, trying to I can't it. wait to hear how you're going to explain this. So please continue. I know there's a lot of irony in this whole thing, but each team is rated, uh, you know, one through however many teams are in the bracket and that's sort of their ranking. Are they planning on coming in first? Are they going to predict it to come in seventh? Those kinds of things. And so it's interesting, Karen, I don't think I got that right. Please, please carry on, Karen. All right. So there's, there's four sections of each of the bracket. So let's just and let's just say there's the east, the west, and the north and south. And basically, what it is is that you know they're broken down into regions. So it used to be east, west, north, and south. But anyway, they're broken down into regions, and teams are ranked one through sixteen in that in each region. So the number one seed plays the number sixteen. The number two plays the number fifteen. Number three plays fourteen, and I could go on and on and on. So kind of. As you go through the bracket, you know, the better the better your ranking, the quote unquote supposed easier it is for you to win. I love it. And what happens every year is that teams that are seated uh, with the higher numbers, right? So therefore anticipated to be worse than other teams do really, really well. And it's and it's called busting a bracket, right? So you sort of have the predictions and then you have reality. And it's such a fun and interesting concept that's a big metaphor to life. So when you think about it, think about where you're in your own bracket and maybe people or organizations have ranked you 
to to do X well, to do to be at this level, to be maybe unfavored compared to other people that are in this bracket. Maybe you're doing better than other people. And the big question is, is how do you bust your own bracket and break out of rankings and systems that people have put you into? Yeah. And you know, Jen, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of pull this just back to March Madness for one second. And it's interesting because there's two New Jersey teams that defied the odds, quite frankly, right? So you had Fairleigh Dickinson, who was ranked 16, and they beat Purdue, right? And then you had Princeton, who was ranked 15, and they won. And they went on to the next um, – you know, they, they won two games. But the thing here is, is, is especially with Princeton, Princeton is a small school, right? Princeton has, I think, like – 4,700 kids at the undergraduate level. And I think that they have like another 3,000 something at the graduate level. So you only have 7,000 students in that whole school. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because sometimes you think you need to be that big powerhouse to go forward. And by you know, by Princeton and defying those odds, they were basically like to the bigger schools, hey, screw you, we're, we're going forward. We're, we have a game, we have our plan, we have a game, we know how to play, we're sticking to it, and we're going to keep playing our game as we bust through these brackets. No, I think that's great, right? To be able to see even the odds, like on paper, it doesn't even seem to make sense. But yet... At the end of these games, these two universities continued on. Exactly. And and I think that that the reason, you know, the, the reason here that I'm, I'm I'm stressing this big school, small school thing is sometimes we think like, oh, well, you know, we have people on this call that are coaches, right? We have people that are on this call as 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 leaders. And sometimes you think you need all this outside extra stuff to happen for you to get move forward and it's really about how are you coming up with your own game plan what's the mindset that you need and how do you stick to what it is that you you really want to do and i want to go with it again jen to defy the odds i love it it's so true because you know where where we're putting these metaphor kind of brackets of life right it's are we playing to win or are we playing not to lose How do we stick to what we know as individuals versus what other people think or predict should happen? Where have you been able to bust through your own bracket and ranking and surprise yourself even is kind of an interesting way to look at this. There's another concept in March Madness called a Cinderella story, and it's kind of the same concept, right? So why don't you explain it, Karen, because I already hear you laughing at probably how I'll explain it. So, so the, the thing is, is it's really the Cinderellas are the teams that were really not supposed to win. That's right. it, right? These are the teams that weren't supposed to win the lower ranks. Um, and yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I, I remember, I think it was one of, I don't know, it was last week or two weeks ago, whatever. And there's a big headline in one of the New Jersey newspapers that says Cinderella lives in New Jersey. And it was about how FDU, you know, number 16 shocked Purdue 
And um, and their their coach was basically talking about how we shocked the world. And so right there, the the Cinderella lived in New Jersey. I love it. And so where are you, your own Cinderella story, right? When do you shock yourself? When do you shock the organization? When do you shock the industry? It's a kind of a fun way to kind of, to think about it all. And it's just such an interesting concept of really defying your own odds. I love it, Kara. I think it makes it it's such a good metaphor for so many things in life. You know, what's funny, Jen, this, this coach, when he just said that, you know, that they shocked the world. I, I think that's an interesting concept because he said that they shocked the world, but I wonder if they really truly shocked themselves. Hmm. Because, because if like you go out and you're, and you're going to play, like you don't think you're going to lose. Right. If you're going to do something and you're going to be in it, why not? Be, I mean, you're in it to win it. And so you're not going to go in and be like, oh, you know, we're screwed. You know, we're never going to win this game because that mindset is, is just going to screw you. But if if you're going in and you're like, hey, we got this, we can. And, and like you said before, I think we can beat them um, like that mindset. It's completely different than, oh, man, we're 16. Don't know what's going to happen here. Um but I think that that FDU shocked the world, but they didn't shock themselves, actually, now that I'm talking that through. Because all the goofy ass things that like, you know, that that we've done, like sometimes it's just like, ah, could we do this? Could we pull this off? And we're like, yeah, let's give it a try. And other people might be surprised by some of the things that we do. But I, I don't know, sometimes like, well, why why wouldn't we be able to do what it is that we do? I love it. It's really the what's possible, right? So it's about pushing ourselves. It's playing to win. It's figuring out the bigger why, what's important. And it's all determined by how it is that we show up in the world. Are we Cinderella's, Karen? No. Okay, just check in. All (laughs) right. So on that note, it's time to bust your own bracket and finding out where do you get a push past where people have maybe ranked you and what you're doing in this world. Go kick ass. Thanks for listening to the kickstart your edge play to win leadership podcast. Craving more? Of course you are. Check out our website at kickstartyouredge.com where we fire you up, fan the flames of your competitive edge culture and ignite your tenacious pursuit of an all-out play-to-win mindset.